0: It's The Kyle Hyman Show on Redeemer Radio.
1: Well, they ended up choosing my question, and I was so scared. I mean, who knows how many were listening to this radio show, and I'm the one that got a question chosen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Flavor of the Week, brought to you by Banditos, fresh, made daily. In Flavor of the Week, Kyle sits down with one of our local priests to sample variations of a favorite food or drink while they discuss the ins and outs of life as a priest.
0: Welcome to Flavor of the Week Part four with Father Eric Bergner. <laughs> I don't even know what we're going to talk about with this episode, but we'll make it up. It'll fine. <laughs> okay. We've only got one left, so you don't you don't have nope, any choice. Don't have a choice. Lay it on me.
1: Man, you're doing a quality hey. job with the cutting, dude. I'm impressed. Now, do you cook at your house or is it your wife or who cooks mostly at your house? I got gotcha, you. I got you.
0: A little both. A little bit of both? Yeah. It's like a team effort. I, li- I like to do breakfast. Okay. And grill. Then there's a handful of things. I-, I like to do Taco Tuesdays. All
1: right. Nice. Very cool. And
0: uh, yeah, usually like Ooh, a pasta dish. Pickles. This has got pickles. Look at that. Ooh, yeah. Nice little touch. Is that the trick?
1: Wow. That's some white juicy chicken. Mm-hmm
0: no mayonnaise no mayonnaise no lettuce tomato but I feel just simple I feel like this chicken's
1: breaded in a different way than the other one
0: mm-hmm. it's not as spicy
1: Mm-mm. it doesn't have as but it's like this would almost be like a, a fried chicken like I could go at like a family reunion you know what I mean mm. kind of thing you know like one of my aunts would just like had yeah. just took out some fresh chicken and just like dipped it in the, you know yeah uh, yeah
0: oh good I like the pickles. Yeah.
1: And you know what, as a kid, it's funny how our tastes change. Like, I hated pickles as a kid. Yeah. When I grew up as an adult, like, I love them. I have a jar of sweet pickles in my house now. Uh-huh. And I eat them as snacks. Yeah. That's a good snack. Yeah. You don't know if I can stop eating this one. I might eat all of this. So, a smoothie for breakfast. Yeah.
0: Pickles for snacks. <laughs>
1: Um, a man, I'm gonna get cans of pickles at my door from now. <laughs> with a hot sauce. Yeah. Oh,
0: that, that'd be a great thing. How yeah. do you feel about like homemade pickles?
1: You know, I haven't really had them. No, oh. I've always had store bought or
0: things like that. I feel like I don't know them. where you're gonna get. You know, yeah, I eat. Them. Depends on what kind of seasoning they put in them.
1: You know, I said this early in one of our episodes that I'm an equal opportunity eater, and I actually stole that phrase from Archbishop Dolan. Okay. <laughs> Because I was – when I was a first-year seminarian, I was lucky I went to Rome. I was on a pilgrimage to Rome with actually Bob Garrow and David Violi mm-hmm. and a few other guys from our seminary. Um, we uh, went up to his radio show. He had a radio show at in the – The, the Catholic Channel. Yeah, the Catholic Channel. Or, well, I don't know what it's called, but it was at the NAC. Okay. The seminary. From Cardinal North, Dolan? Yeah, Cardinal Dolan okay. was there. And it's up a hill. So if you've ever been to that seminary in Rome, it's up a hill. You have to walk up a hill. And we had been walking the whole day. And I am not a small dude. So we walked up this hill and I was just so tired. And I just wanted some drinks. So we get in, and like, before you can come in, you have to write a question that you want to ask the cardinal. And I was like, oh gosh, whatever. So I just wrote something quick down, right? So uh-huh. I'm like now give me my drink. So I went to go to dinner and I sit down. Well, they ended up choosing my question. Okay. And I was so scared. <laughs> I I was so my friend. Did they the, ask
0: you to come up for it? Yeah. Okay. End. At the end, so how many people uh, were there?
1: Oh, I mean, who knows how many were listening to this radio show? But there's probably like there were seminarians from around the world, right? (laughs) And probably about a good fifty to sixty of us. And I'm the one that got a question chosen, right? And my friends. So the first one comes up, and it was a year of faith. So Benedict was the pope still, and it was a year of faith. So this first kid comes up, and it's like I've only been in seminary for like four months. Okay. Maybe six. And this kid gives as this some really theological question. And Dolan answers it perfect. He's like, Oh yeah, that's a great theological question and you know, the whole time he's like drinking a beer, you know, a Budweiser, okay. you know, kinda of, like chilling with everybody. And then the next question comes and, you know, it's this really philosophical question. He's like, oh, I've never really thought about that. And he gives us, you know, a good answer and everything. And this whole time I'm starting to sweat because I'm like, holy cow, I have to go up there. Like I'm in the quay. Like I'm in the line. Are you
0: thinking about changing your question? Yes,
1: I am. But they're not going to let me. Like I am like sweating bullets. I was like, I don't want to be this guy. I don't want to do this. And I just wanted my drink. I just wanted to give me a, you know, and- So the next one comes and it's like this perfect, like philosophical, theological question. And Dolan's like, oh, Pope Benedict just asked that question in the year of faith. You know, we were talking about that in the synod and he answers this stuff. And at this time I'm like, well, crap, (laughs) I'm going to look like an idiot. And so I get up there and... Dolan um, He goes Oh where, What diaries are you from I go Fort Wayne South Bend and He goes Oh you're Bishop Bishop Bros. I know him and I was like Yeah yeah and He's like And Notre Dame was 4-0 The football team was 4-0 at that time and He's like Hey You like You know Notre Dame They're pretty good this year and I was like Yeah they're 4-0 He's like You look like you could play football And I was like I did Thank you I did <laughs> And I said Well Bishop Or well Cardinal That kind of <laughs> leads me into my question You know um, What's your favorite food <laughs> So all this time, these three (laughs) seminarians, all these seminarians are all asking him these theological, and he goes, what? And I was like, you know, just what's your favorite food? (laughs) And he was like, well, um, he goes, I like, um... I like, you know, the Italian, you know, with a good pasta and a nice red wine, you know, I, cause we were in Italy at the time, yeah. you know, and so, you know, good, what's that with the, what's that good ice cream over there? Um, gelato. Yeah, gelato. It was kind like gelato and all that kind of stuff. But then he goes, at the same time, I'm, you know, thoroughly you know, American. I like my burger and my beer and, you know, um, some French fries. And he goes, I guess you could say I'm pro-choice when it comes to food. And everybody was just like, <laughs> oh! <laughs> and so I always tell people, I don't say that I'm pro-choice with food because yeah. that can be misconstrued, you know. But um, uh, I, I say I'm equal opportunity eater. Uh-huh. So so that was an interesting thing in my life. My friends, there's one particular priest from, I think, Norwich diocese who never lets me forget that. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's fine.
0: Just one. Were there other questions then after that? that nope. That was back? the last that one. Dead
1: end <laughs> of the show and I had no rebuttal and it was just kind of like, okay, there we go. And we got a nice picture. I have a picture of all the guys from the group and Pilgrimage and Cardinal Dolan and it was good. It was a good memory.
0: You haven't changed much because whenever we're looking for questions for Bishop Rhodes. Oh yeah, man. We usually have these deep philosophical questions. Well, okay. And then, okay. Then you submit
1: <laughs> like. Here's why. Okay. Here's why. So normally the show airs at what? Noon? Yeah. Okay. So I'm literally, like, it's lunchtime. I yeah. haven't eaten anything. And I'm the show's on the radio. And I'm like, oh, that was a good question. That's a good thing. It's like, I should have decided that. And then my stomach starts thinking and not my brain. You know what I mean? My stomach takes over. And I ask all these, like, oh, what's your favorite, you know? He likes, um, what's this thing he likes? Oh,
0: he likes olives. Yeah. I just can't eat those. Yeah. But I think just like with Cardinal Dolan, it's nice to put those at the end. Like, oh, yeah. we have, like, a meaty discussion and then end with something light yeah you know just something kind of fun get yeah. to know you a little bit better you
1: need to stretch your mind your mind yeah. can only take so much like focus and heating things and then you need some play yeah it'll snap you know <laughs> you know so speaking of playing do you
0: still play violin
1: um i do well i do play violin a little bit i do practice some my capacity for so Many people may not know. I grew up since kindergarten playing the violin. Kindergarten.
0: So That's kindergarten started.
1: We had this. My teacher was at St. Charles. She's part of the Suzuki Talent Education. So huh. I big, big book for them for Fort Wayne. You know, really good violinist teaching. Um, and so she taught me her Janet Guy Clickman. It's the Clickman family. They run it. She taught it's ear training, so they train you through like listening to the music first. Mm So it's just kind of like Suzuki method, method. and it's very much like faith kind of thing because you hear faith first, you Mm. grow. And so I had a trained ear to like listen to music and all that kind of stuff. And then they would teach you how to read music and then you'd play. So I grew up playing, and I, you know, I could play Bach, Vivaldi, you know, I wasn't like the best by far, but I could play, you know, some of the good, you know, Dvorak, all those kind of composers. And then I had the car, act- I had a car action before I was ordained. Um,
0: should be dead probably, but. Um, like six months-ish before ordination? Uh, it was
1: probably about a month. Just oh, a month. before. Yeah. I was coming home from seminary. I graduated from seminary. I was driving home from seminary to be ordained. I think it was a priest. Yeah, it was a priest. I was a deacon at the time. I, I mean, it was a, I like flipped my car three times. I remember the moment when I lost control and I was headed towards the, like the cliff on the side of the road. Mm. And like, it was the big, like, high rock in front of me and I was like fishtailing and I remember like this sense of complete utter, uncontrol and I was just like oh you know like you're like your body's just (laughs) you know and I remember just like interiorly praying to like Mary and the car flipped three times like you know and the windows shattered the windows broke Um, I didn't have a single cut on me the only thing that hurt was I broke my fingers like I broke my fingers tip of my finger was cut all these kind of things like all my stuff was thrown around the highway. People like from drive-bys just picked it all up and put it back in my car. Like my clothes. Like I have this really cool icon. I keep now. It's my favorite. One of my favorite ones is Saint Paul, and it has all these little shards of glass in it. And I, here, what blows my mind is like all that stuff was flying through here. I didn't have a single cut. Yeah. The only cut I had was on my hand. And my head was sticking out of the of the driver's side window, right? You know, with the broken window. Like, <laughs> yeah. what the heck, you know? And I remember laying with the car on top of me, and my head was on the ground. And somebody held my neck. It was the first time there. I never knew who they are. I still don't know who they are. And I remember before anybody got there, this kind of like really heavy feeling come across me. It was like, because you need your hands to be a priest. You need mm-hmm. your hands to be ordained a priest, right? And you need, obviously, you need your hands to play violin. The thought that came was, you know, this heavy thing was, you will never be a priest and you will never be able to play violin again. And it was really heavy and kind of sad and stuff. And I remember saying, okay, Lord, if that's what you want, you know, fiat, you know, this kind of thing. And mm-hmm. right when I said that, it just all went away. And like this Supreme, just like happiness, like Roy, I, I nobody could take it away. Yeah. And, and so they were like, <laughs> it was funny. Like, it went on through the day and, you know, like I got, I mean, I was in a car upside down, you know, and people were like, we got to get the jaws of life. And I was like, no, nah, I can get out of here. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. no, we're going to get the jaws of life to you. I was like, literally just cut my seatbelt and I'll get out. And so they cut my seatbelt, slipped me down and I just was rolled right out. It came out and. I remember telling the cop, <laughs> the cop was like, everybody was like look, looking at me weird because like you flip your car three times and standing outside, you, you should be like knocked out. Dead. Yeah. You should you know, be dead, you know, you know unconscious, right? And I grabbed the cop by the shirt and I said, listen, you need to call my mother and you need to call the rector of my seminary. And he's just like looking at me like, what the heck is all this? Yeah. Like, <laughs> how are you giving me orders? You just were pulled out of a car. Yeah. And uh, the fun part was- uh, <laughs> I finally got to the hospital and I had this like club for a hand cause they had bandaged it just like as a big club because uh-huh. bleeding. and I get in there and <laughs> have you ever been to the emergency room? Have you ever been taken there for anything like that? Like uh a... no. Okay. So they cut your clothes off. Okay. <laughs> so, and the funny thing was I had this like kind of little mini argument with my Seems mom. Seems unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. Well, they do it just to make sure, you know, there's not like hidden wounds. Okay. And, um, I had this conversation argument with my mom like the day before. She was like, you need new shirts. And I was like, mom, this is my favorite clerical shirt. I don't want to get rid of it. And it got cut off. Yeah. <laughs> so mom's, old, listen to your mom. She wins at the end, right? Um,
0: would have been a lot easier if you would have just <laughs> listened to me. This is my mom,
1: no car accident, right? But they were as they're cutting off my clothes. We can
0: do this the easy way or we, we could do, do it do the hard, hard way, way. And I went
1: the hard way. <laughs> Story of my life. And... Uh, <laughs> They, they were cutting my clothes off, and I said, Now, ladies, I'm a consecrated man. Keep your eyes pure. And uh-huh. they all busted out laughing, these <laughs> nurses. And, you know, I, it was cool. God, it was, and that was another kind of the moment where God just, i it felt, where it was one of the first times where I felt God was like, You need to be here. He, like, kind of pushed my, you know, how I said earlier, you know, in the other episodes that God kind of like pushed me into the hospital room. Yeah. Or, he's like, You just, you need to be here. I need you here. I need you here now. And, and I, I'm convinced that I was there for a reason, for many reasons. I mean, the lady who did the hand surgery on me was a new, been recently baptized and so Mm. she's like sewing up my hand (laughs) Mm -hmm. with like you know her needles and stuff i mean that's painful if you've never had a hand wound and then they like stick a needle in the wound Uh, it's not fun and so she's sewing up my hand i'm asking i'm answering all of her theological questions and one of my professors came he was a canon lawyer professor um father juan esposito he's Mm. from i think he's over in rome now doing stuff i don't know what he's doing but um it's probably some canon law thing he's a smart guy um and he comes in and he almost passes out because he sees the blood. You know? uh-huh. So it makes me laugh. But Bishop Rhodes actually calls. So I get this succession of once people start realizing what has happened, phone calls start coming in nonstop. Right. Yeah. So you know, my first one was my mom and my dad, and I'm like, oh my gosh, we'll, we'll be right back, and they're coming back, and then you know, my friend, and then Andrew Brzezinski called me, vocation director, the rector of the seminary called me, see if I was okay, and then Bishop Rhodes called me, and he goes, and it was really funny. I, <laughs> You know, he, I have to tell the story of what happened over and over again. So all the nurses are like, here we go again, Uh you know? And, and so I tell the story and and Bishop kind of goes, you know, Eric, um, are you feeling any, uh. I said, well, I told him first, I said, you know, Bishop, I just got back from a CAT scan because they have to check your brain, you uh-huh. know, make sure you're not bleeding in the brain. I said, and, they, and I said, there's nothing really going on up there. Are you sure you want to ordain me a priest? <laughs> and he laughed. And then he, and then he said, what did he say? He goes, Eric, are you feeling any pain around your stomach area? And I was like, eh, not really, not sort of. And he's like, I didn't think so. You got a lot of padding there. <laughs> <laughs> Which made me roar laughing, Uh, and then and then I said, "Well, finally the donuts are paying off or something, you know." (laughs) And and he was he was really gracious. We laughed, Uh, we joked, and then he was really gracious, and he said he was still going to name me a priest, which mm -hmm. put my heart at ease because you know, if a hand wound, you know they because some in the old right like Isaac Jogues you know the the martyr the uh, North American martyr who had his fingers cut off and bitten off by the native americans he had to get a dispensation from the pope to continue to say mass right so i was like oh my gosh am i going to have to do this you know kind of thing and we didn't have to but so put my he was very gracious and put my heart at ease and, yeah. and it was it was kind of it was a good time but um good time had by all so how's the violin playing now? oh yeah back to your original question <laughs> Uh, I do do it still. I can play like simple things. So, like last Christmas, I recorded some for a friend. I recorded some music for them because they were, they're really, she's really big into music. So, and she, you know, she knew that I played violin. So I recorded like, you know, green sleeves and, you know, jingle bells and stuff uh, like that. Simple. I can do simple things still. Cause if you look at my hand, I don't really have that many great dexterity. Like I can move, but I like these. Some of these knuckles are just kind of fused together. Okay. Like this one, the middle one. I mean, it looks fine. It looks fine from a distance. But yeah. But this one is perpetually dislocated. Huh. So <laughs> Bill Schooler, my first pastor, he was like, man, I'm going to get you to a hand specialist. You think? So I was like, okay.
0: Uh-huh.
1: The guy takes x-rays and the doctor comes in. He goes, are you in any pain? And I was like, yeah. no. And he's like, well, most people, your middle finger knuckle right here is dislocated. And most people, when that happens, would be screaming in pain. I was like, well, I'm not. So yeah, it, I I don't know if attributed that to whatever, but I, the middle <laughs> middle knuckle of my hand is perpetually dislocated. Uh, yeah, it looks and it's fused. Little... It's fused. I, you could feel it. I'd let you feel it, but it's goofy feeling. <laughs>
0: Nothing Listen, they can do about it.
1: Nope. The I they could. He said, "Listen, I could go in there and I could try and fix this, but it would might do more damage than right. what it is now. And right. if you're not in pain and you have decent movement, I'm not even going to risk it." Yeah. And I said, "That's fine. I don't care." I mean. It's Captain Hook, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, but, you know, so, and the beauty is, you know, um it's deepened my devotion to Our Lady of Fatima. I have a really holy priest who was a Mariologist at seminary. And Our Lady asked, you know, the three seers. So, like, the beautiful thing was I got it. So, Bishop Rhodes, do you remember when uh, Jacinta was named a blessed? It was probably three or four years ago. Right. It was right before my ordination of priest, and okay. Bishop Rhodes had a mass at Saint John Fort Wayne on that day for her, right for Our Lady of Fatima, and uh-huh. I was a deacon for that mass. And that day, I also renewed my Marian consecration. Okay. And the cool story is, I got a car that day because I told Mary, I was like, "Hey, I've given everything to you," uh-huh. and you said you would promised to give me everything. And that day, my dad and I got a car. Like, is,
0: so did you buy a Fiat? No. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> that would be really cool. Actually, <laughs> it was a blue car. Okay. And it was a blue. <laughs> and it was, I've had it for many years. It was. We um, just recently got rid of it because it radiator broke and everything the shocks were gone and i drove it as long as i could By uh-huh. i had to tell mama mary it's got to go but um yeah so i don't know what we were talking but i do play violin a little bit uh-huh. if that answers your question yeah roundabout long drawn out way um yeah so it's kind of how things are
0: all right well i think it went b plus a, and then was a another and A?
1: This, I, I I really tentative. I'm like a professor. I don't like to give out A pluses. Yeah. Because you know, it makes me feel like these kids are smarter than me, you know? Yeah, there's um, no room for improvement if Exactly. you an a plus. You know, then I yeah. get complacent. Right. So like, <laughs> um, this is close to it. I mean, it's the breaded, it was juicy chicken. The bun was good. I mean, it, let me just think about it. I'd go this one. Number four. Number four would be top. Okay. And then the previous breaded one we had.
0: Okay. And the
1: grilled. The previous bread and the grilled, the twos are kind of tied. Okay.
0: Two and three are tied. And then just below that is the biscuit. Okay.
1: That's how I'd rank them.
0: All right. But good overall. I mean, well, we'll there you have it. it. Well, our thanks to Banditos for underwriting Flavor of the Week. And thank you, Father Eric Bergner, for sharing some of your time with us and and sharing some, hopefully not too much, crazy stories. (laughs) Hey, to be a priest is never boring. If you're bored as a priest, you're doing it wrong. There you go. <laughs> you're doing it wrong. All right, thanks, Father. Yep. For more shows, check out KyleHyman.com. Subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, remember to leave room for the Holy Spirit.